This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue in Titus with qualifications for elders, rebuke them sharply, sound doctrine, grace of God, and the washing of regeneration. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. O Lord, open my lips. Make haste, O God, to deliver me.
Romans chapter 4. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Is the blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to them to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would not be counted to them, would be counted to them as well, and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. O Lord, have mercy on us. of your rising. be unto you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What then are we to make of Abraham? At least since the time of Lessing in the 18th century, it has been in style to speak of three Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. The Apostle, however, knows of only one genuinely Abrahamic faith, and that is faith in the one who said, 
before Abraham was, I am. In making the case that the righteousness of God is not established by obedience to the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus alone, Paul begins with the patriarch Abraham, the sonless nomad who was made the father of Israel. Jews regarded Abraham as their tribal hero. They were quick to boast of having Abraham as their father. And with such a favored ancestor, they believed themselves to enjoy a place of privilege and standing before God. The apostle does not dispute the claim of their lineage, traced back by the flesh to Abraham. He does not argue them Abrahamic pedigree. Instead, Paul moves to the critical question. Was Abraham justified by works or not? If Abraham was justified by works, he has a platform for boasting. There is no room for Abraham or any other son or daughter of Adam to boast before God. The apostle presses his point by taking his readers back to Genesis 15, verse 6, where we are told that Abraham believed God's promise and it was reckoned to him, accounted to him, as righteousness. The good news of God declaring the ungodly righteous is not some new teaching invented by a renegade, a renegade Pharisee. It is right there in the Old Testament scriptures. As Paul would say in Romans 3, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. This is the righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus for all who believe. Father Abraham is a prime example. The one who works earns compensation. A salary for labor rendered is not a gift. It's a matter of simple justice that, that the workers get a wage for the services that they have performed, the hours that they have put in on the job. God was not paying Abraham for his good works of obedience. God was not rewarding Abraham because of the virtue of his act of faith. Abraham's faith was reckoned to him as righteousness, not by works, but through faith in the promise, in the promise of the Lord. It is through faith in the promise 
that God's saving righteousness is imputed to Abraham. Abraham is worded righteous. He is declared now to be in a right relationship to his creator. It comes not as an achievement that Abraham had merited, but as a gift resting on the promise of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The one who would call light out of darkness and bring into existence out of nothingness the things that are. God's strong word bespeaks Abraham righteous, bright with God's own holiness, to echo the Franzman hymn. Paul then offers a second example, David. David pronounces a benediction upon the one who is reckoned by God as righteous apart from works. Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not reckon his sin. The divine blessing falls upon those who come before God, not with their own works, but in faith. And Paul is quick to point out that Abraham was reckoned righteous, not on account of circumcision, but through faith. His righteousness did not come about by the law, but by the promise. Paul's rehearsal of the story of Abraham cuts through all the tales and the sagas and the legends that pious Jews had accumulated around the patriarch over the years. Instead, Paul gets to the point that he will make near the end of his epistle in chapter 15, verse 4, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that by the steadfastness and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Abraham's justification by faith was written for our sakes, for we have been baptized into Christ, and in him we are heirs of the promise. Our confidence is in Christ Jesus, put to death for our trespasses, and raised again for our justification. The story of Abraham reminds us that Christ, promise, and faith all hang together. Christ is the Son, put forth by his Father as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the world, the whole world, Jews and Gentiles alike. And he takes on our sins by imputation. He has made sin for us, dying in our place, and now raised from the dead, he lives to impute to us his redeeming righteousness. He is the Lord who takes all of our indebtedness as his own, and in its place he credits all of his assets to our account.
blessed exchange, sweet swap indeed. Christ's righteousness is reckoned to you, giving you a saving standing before God. Faith lays hold of the promise that Jesus' death for sin is his death for my sin. By his word, he promises that none who look to him will be put to shame. His promise is sure and it is certain. Your sins are mine and my righteousness is yours, says Christ, our brother and our Lord. And he is Abraham's God. And by faith in Christ, he is your God as well. Amen. Amen. Peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting.
Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, By the leading of a star, you made known your only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Lead us, who know you by faith, to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Almighty God, send your Holy Spirit into our hearts that he may rule and direct us according to your will. Comfort us in all our temptations and afflictions. Defend us from all error and lead us into all truth that we, that we being steadfast in faith, may increase in all good works and in the end obtain everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power and grant that this day we may fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all.